Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek podcast is sponsored by Starship Therapies. Starship Therapies is a podcast that boldly explores all things pop culture, fandom, and psychology. It's hosted by Justine and Larissa, who take traditionally boring and serious topics and talk about them in a refreshing and relatable way. The show will leave you with concrete takeaways that help you better understand yourself and the world and also create lasting change in your life, all within the power of fandom. If you enjoy these topics as much as we do, we cannot more highly suggest checking out Starship Therapies wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I'm here with Kate Disney Ligers. How are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. Um, we were we were deciding we we're going to talk about D and D today, which is like I feel like D and D is having a resurgence. I don't know if I'm just paying more attention because I'm playing, but I feel like it's everywhere right now, and I love that. It's totally everywhere now. I mean, it's been around since the 70s, but I think like with more popular things like Critical Role and uh, Adventure Zone and, and Dice Camera Action, you're seeing it a lot more. It's a lot more visible. That's so true because I actually, I was going to ask if you listened to any of those like D&D podcasts because that's, I listened to Adventure Zone before I started playing. Yeah. Uh, so I've listened to all of Adventure Zone, but what actually got me into playing was, well, I'm actually a second generation D&D player. My dad got like played one back oh, in the 90s. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but I didn't actually start playing until after seeing Critical Role. Um, okay. So, I mean, that, that was my gateway because my dad never let me play when I was younger because he thought I was too young. Um, so I mean, it can get intense and scary depending on like what you're playing. So I kind of yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when my dad and his friends played in the nineties, they were into the, like they played in our basements. So there was a lot of drinking. Um, and they got, they did their own mods that they created. So it got a little insane. So I just sat there and played with the dice instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the separately, the dice are super cool. <laughs> I'm like, you can buy like really cool versions. I just got a cool set for Christmas. Like, dandy dice are awesome <laughs> i have a bit of a problem with dice like i'm having a bad day i'm gonna buy myself some new dice so i have like i mean at least they're useful <laughs> that's awesome well it's cool when you're playing with a group too especially if you're playing with new people because it's not like most people have their own sets that they travel with totally and like that's the nice thing about finding a good group of people like people lend out their dice or they'll have like an extra set that they don't care about and they'll hand it over to you and i mean i've, I've definitely been in that position where somebody new came to our table and like hey i've got an extra set of dice you're new take them you know roll like have fun so have you how how have you played like now that you're playing on your own like have you played with just like the same group of people all the time or do you play with different groups or like yeah, so what I did starting off was I knew really nothing about D&D, so I got my player handbook, I got my set of dice, went to my local game store, and they just sat me at a table that was open, um, That's which awesome. was awesome because I never played, and everybody was super nice. You know, they gave me a pre-gen character because I had no idea what I was doing. And that uh, takes a long time if you don't know what, like, I mean, yeah. even if you do know what you're doing, yeah. that takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, so they helped me through that, but after a while, I created my first character, and I got into a group. And it started off as just they placed me there. And then two years later, we were this solid group. We'd been had a two-year two campaign. 
um, that we just wrapped up um, over the early fall, uh, which was very emotional because we had these characters that we maxed out and we'd been together for two years and we yeah. knew each other's styles. So it was, it was, you know, it was a parting of ways really because we were retiring the characters. I was on the verge of moving out of the state. So um, yeah, it went from being just, I have no idea what I'm doing. Please help me to you guys are my best friends. And this, these characters have been on such a journey together that it was super emotional. Were those people you knew before or did you meet from the game? Nope. Uh, when I went to a Wednesday night game, they sat me at this table and I never left. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. I've never played with, I mean, I've only played two campaigns, but I've never played with people I didn't know. Yeah. If you're doing something for two years, you're going to become like best friends. Yeah, and, and it was great because they pushed me not just as a player to, to be better at role playing. So we got super into role playing. We started off as kind of like these murder hobos and just like nice. kill everything. And then went to being, very much more story driven, very much more, um, much more role playing. And yeah, so I mean, that helped me shape as, as a player, but also they got me, my friends pressured me into the DMing. So I started DMing games as well. Oh, cool. So how many games have you played? Can you count or are there like too many? <laughs> there are too many because we That's played, awesome. we played every Wednesday for two years with, you know, occasionally having breaks for yeah. holidays or stuff. And then um, one of the friends of the group started another campaign. So we did uh, Tomb of Annihilation. It's a huge mod, hard as shit uh, to get through. Um, we play that every other Sunday. So I was doing every Wednesday games and then every other Sunday games as well. That's so awesome. So I, I've lost track of how many games I played at this point. <laughs> Have you ever done like a, like a one-off, like just like play for a day and then that's like the whole thing. I've heard of that, but I've never done it. So I've never done that just with a one-off. I know like the game store I went to, they would host cons every like, couple of months or every other month where they would do that. They would just have, you know, one big campaign. It's a 12 hour like epic. And then they call it a done deal. Um, I have done like day long, like 12 hour segments where we did our big wrap up of our campaign. We went 12 hours um, and that was, that was the ending of our campaign. Um, so it's, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love it, that. It was awesome, but so stressful. Like we got to hour 11, we're in the boss battle and we're just, none of us are sitting down. We're like pacing around right, the room. Right. <laughs> it was so stressful. Oh my gosh. I've only, I played, um, so I have a friend who I think played as a kid and then he sort of brought it back. So like, a while ago, like maybe like seven years ago, we played, there's like a Star Wars version. So we played that for a while. And then, um, the same DM, we started playing, I guess it was like seven months ago. We play every Thursday, but it's nice because it's like, there, it's actually a pretty big group. There, like nine of us. And we, there are people who have never played before. And there are people who have played like their whole lives yeah. um which is really fun yeah and i totally like my group was kind of that way we all kind of came into D around the same time but there was so there was originally seven of us we added an eighth and then he moved so we we're back to seven but we had uh i guess you call it uh guest players so we had okay um, we had my dad came to visit um, so oh. I got to play with my dad, which was uh, a dream come true for me. That's so cool. <laughs> so we started I playing. love that. Yeah, so we had actually had a couple of people's dads. We called it Dungeons and Dads. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so we had dads. We've had moms. And then um, my, my sister even came to play. So we've had siblings involved, too. So uh, 
Yeah, so we'd, we'd bring in people just to come play one-offs with us. I love that. I guess I've just realized for anyone who has no idea how D&D works, we should probably give a little brief, like, how do you play? Because it is, it's an unusual thing. Yeah. Like, it is kind of crazy. <laughs> I know it seems like kind of crazy going into it. And then once you're there, you're like, wow, it's not that bad. But going in, it's a little overwhelming for sure. Yeah, if you, um, and I think, well, I've only played with one DM or that stands for Dungeon Master, right? Yeah. I like actually don't know what a lot of things stand for. Um, yeah, so I've only played with one DM, but I imagine that changes the game too. Like mm-hmm. if they're very, very strict or like like walking you through how to do everything or like I'm sure that changes how the game feels a lot, how they're sort of for sure running it. I mean, a DM can make or break a game for anybody. It depends on your play style, too. Um, Because some people are much more strict on the rules, and they're going to follow it to the letter. Um, Because, like, right now, most people are playing D&D 5th Edition. It's probably the the most um, welcoming and easy play mechanics for for new players. Um, (coughs) But, again, some people stick to the rules very strictly, and some kind of play loosey-goosey. You know, you get your homebrew rules. Um, people who are much more willing to kind of bend, you know, not break rules, but bend them a lot. Do you kind of have to, like, we, so before we started playing, we did, like, a how do, like, we all have to agree how we're going to play or else, like, is that kind of normal to be like, okay, is everyone, like, obsessed with the rules? Is everyone a little more chill? Or can you, do you sort of just see how it goes? and? Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that depends. Like, if, if you go the route I did starting D&D, which is I went to a local game store, uh, female-owned game store, so it was awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, they kind of place you, they'll place you with people just, you know, just so you get a feel of how different tables work. Um, and it all depends on the DM. They're going to kind of lead how the table is played. Either they're going to rein you in if you're getting real crazy, or they're just going to kind of let things fly. Um, so I guess it's just, you know, especially starting out, if you go into like a game store, um, it's trying different tables to see how different DMs work. If there's, you know, some will be like I said, murder hobos. It's all about kill, kill, kill. <laughs> let's get through this quickly. Boom, boom, boom. And then there's going to be some that, you know, will kind of let you, let you write it out. Like, let's see how these interactions go. Let's see how the role playing goes. Um, and, and role-playing can be kind of scary at first, you know, if you're shy. Yeah, that is definitely the part that I am, like, not great at. <laughs> I mean, I started out the same way. I was I was very nervous. You know, I'm, I'm an introverted person, so trying to role-play a character that I didn't quite know yet, uh, which is very weird to me. Um, but then I got comfortable around people. And, you know, there were times where I was playing with my group where we didn't even roll any combat. We sat there and just role played for four hours that's so fun that's so fun I, guess, I love that I guess it's just it's finding you know what what's comfortable for you finding a table that's comfortable for you finding the people that you're going to be comfortable around um and going with your play style is is I think super important are there like what is your there's so much cool stuff about D&D and I feel like one of the things that makes it fun is that everyone can like it for a different reason. Like what's your favorite part about playing? Uh, I'd say story building, you know? Yeah. Um, find, cool. Cause I mean, I, like I said, I had this character for two years and she started off like as just, I mean, I had a tiefling rogue. Um, okay. Started off with kind of a vague idea of what she was. 
Um, and then by the end of it, after two years, I had such a, a rich like story behind her, a rich history. Um, you know, there was bonds formed with people, um, both players and NPCs. Um, and there was so much behind it that to me, it felt like I'd been on this journey with this character. So, uh, yeah, I but seriously, it. you have, you yeah. spent every week for two years with, <laughs> with the story. Yeah. And, and my DM was super cool about like asking, um, outside of the game, like, is there something you want to accomplish? Is there something you want to add to this? How should I, how should I build off of your character's motivation? So I, I had a DM cool. who was super invested in our characters as well. That I, I honestly do think like, I'm really, really lucky that the one DM I've played with is great. And I can imagine playing with, like, I, I can definitely see how that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, I might be a little biased, but I think my DM is the best. She's fantastic. Um, her storytelling was phenomenal. She, like I said, she got invested in the characters themselves. So they meant a lot to her and she wanted to do them justice too. When, when she had us role playing or building, character motivations or you know towards the end she tried to give us all of our own storyline to follow so we all got some kind of closure to the characters as well oh that's so cool I've actually never finished a campaign like I've only played two and one one we're like in the middle of and the other one just sort of like life got in the way and it just (laughs) dropped off so like that I can't even imagine how emotional that is yeah because it's your real life too like you're stopping something as yourself that you do every week and then there's this character I mean I imagine it's like being an actor and like finishing a tv series and you're like oh my gosh it was like because we did like the big final uh final episode kind of thing and then we did an epilogue um where we kind of had a mini adventure and then our dm went through each and every character and told us how the rest of our lives played out, how each character died, oh, taking into wow. account like what we wanted. And by the end of it, like half of us were just sobbing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and we're like, afterwards, we're like hugging each other. And it was like, oh, I love you. This has been amazing. And we even had like another game set up for a new campaign, but it was, you know, it was coming to an end of this, this group, yeah. these characters, you know, we were... Um, you know, we had a group name where we were the, we were the Inhumans because nobody in the group was a human character. That's funny. <laughs> uh, and it all came from a, a mod we did, which we were in a city that hated uh, any non-humans. So uh, it was it was very emotional, and especially at the time that was my one of my last games because I was I was moving out. So it was like not only am I saying bye. Oh my gosh, that's even more emotional. <laughs> yeah, You're was, actually moving away at the same time. So it was it was a, it was a mess. I mean, on, on top of you know leaving, I was hormonal and everything because you know I'm pregnant. So it's just like yeah, that oh, changes everything too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what's a, Do you have a favorite type of character to play? Uh, I love rogues. So my cool. my first character that I, that I was given, I was a pre gen. I got a pick, and I picked a rogue. Um, so then when I built my first character, I built a rogue and I love them because um, I played uh, an arcane trickster rogue. So kind of a mix of, of magic, but also stabbing. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and I loved it because it was, it was a lot of fun, especially because my, my DM let me bend some rules. So at, at the end of it, I had a rogue on a broom and she would come <laughs> she would, like, swoop down and stab with like booming blade. And so, oh my God. <laughs> and then like fly away. <laughs> That's so awesome. And my 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 decks was because like by the end of it I was a level twenty rogue, 
Um, and I had a, a, a boon that gave me a plus 10 to my, my deck. So my, my dexterity modifier was a plus 30. What? <laughs> I've also never played to like high levels either. And I've heard that like things just get crazy. Oh yeah. Well, like once you're out there, you're just like, you're, you're a demigod by that point. Yeah. Super. I'm so excited for that. I I think we're going to be playing for a very long time and I can't, we're like all at level two right now. So we're pretty (laughs) far from that. Yeah. I think everyone in our group at one point was killed and resurrected. Wow. (laughs) Lower levels. I mean, you're you're pretty squishy. Um, and even as you get higher, um, we had a character in our group. He was our bard. We called him Succubate because my DM would, would have Succubus and without fail, they would go after him because his, his, um, mo- some of his mod, he, he dumped everything into charisma. So some of his other modifiers were really low. So she could get him under thrall in a minute. And oh, wow. she, I think she killed him in one time, uh, knocked him down to zero hit points four times in one, one session. Oh my gosh. Because we were fighting, uh, an ancient blue dragon. That's <laughs> just targeted him. <laughs> down like healing spells on him just to keep him up. Um, and I think we had to do a resurrection on him once because of that. That is insane and awesome. What's uh what I'm sure there are like so many, but what's one of your like favorite like moments or like storylines or like what's one of your favorite like things that you've gotten to play? Uh, that's a lot. Actually, I did that. That's like a loaded question. So it doesn't have to be your top favorite because I'm sure that's so hard. <laughs> no, there's a lot. Um, I think, uh, ooh, there's a lot we did. So, um, my character and, and our bard character were actually in game cousins. Um, we, oh, cool. we decided this cause like one session we kept rolling the same number every time and we we're both tieflings. So we're like, That's you know what? Crazy, Family. But awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we we did a, a year off in game. So it was like over the winter break. Um, and our DM took us to do individual individual sessions. Um, so my character and this and the bard character said we were gonna we had all this money and we had family land that we found, so we're gonna build a tavern. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So we built we we took the time we took the session we played like four hours to take a session of building a tavern, running a business. And then at the same time my character had picked up kind of like a boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> that we we had to reincarnate because he was disintegrated by um uh, like a beholder, but it was, oh it was like a super beholder. <laughs> So okay. We reincarnated him and then he spent the year with us um at the tavern and like my my friend who is the bard unbeknownst to me was like uh texting the DM like telling her like I'm teaching him how to speak infernal so that he can tell her he loves her and we she made me do relationship roles with him as well and I kept rolling I rolled three t- natural 20s in a row for this so it was like true love kind of thing. That's amazing so yeah the so the the tavern kind of became our home base from then on um for the rest of like our campaign that's so cool this episode of the sartorial geek podcast is sponsored by jordan today jordan today is your one-stop shop for fandom fashion we've got everything you need to put together a casual cosplay outfit or add a little geekery to your home our designs are all inspired by our favorite characters and stories throughout history and pop culture. You can check us out at conventions all over the country at jordandenay.com and all over the internet at jordandenaynyc. 
So, like, if anyone doesn't know how how D&D works, it's amazing because there's, like, there's, like, a storyline and there are things you are, like, sort of supposed to do or there are paths to go down. But then you can do – it is role-playing, too, so then you can – do stuff like that where you're like, oh, I just have this money and I'm just going to do a thing over here or like I'm just going to not go down the path and do this other thing and we'll see what happens. If your DM is like down for some creative. Yeah, if your DM is down for it, you can go in really crazy directions. I mean, I had that my the first game I DM'd, I was doing a mod. Um, so a mod already pre-created. Usually it's put out by Wizards of the Coast. Um, and then it kind of gives you all the directions for how to move a story along and what kind of checks people have to do. Um, so I was running, I was running a mod from, uh, Volo's guide to monsters that had, you know, just come out and it was a two hour mod that we ended up playing for four hours because the mod ended, but they were still going. So I had to just kind of improvise for the next two hours, uh, how the story was going to go based upon their decisions. So I was just kind of making stuff up as I went, you know, I, I, I had them in Fandolin and they were like getting into crazy nonsense. I think I had one of the characters end up being drugged and kidnapped and put into an asylum. And then oh there was a story where the rest of them were trying to bust him out. Um. And that's the role playing part. Like that's what sort of it playing D and D kind of feels like playing like an open world video game, except you're building the world like in your mind. So you can make up, what's happening sometimes which sounds insane it works it sounds crazy but it's very fun i mean you can't make up everything like your dm you have to check you're not just like and now i'm a millionaire and i have unlimited power like there are rules but it's pretty fun no you can definitely have have a lot of um crazy adventures that uh, i mean they kept me on my toes in that it was the first time i'd ever dm so i'm like what are you guys oh doing my to me? <laughs> that's an intense yeah. Like intro to that. <laughs> We've been playing for so long together that you know they trusted me to take them through the story, and I trusted them not to completely railroad me. In, in yeah. The story. And so we kind of you know if I if I ran into trouble, I had to you know everybody at the table has DM'd at some point. Um, oh, either, that's either, nice. Either so that's also team. they understand that being on that side, so yeah. they're not trying to ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they 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 gave me a, a hard time just for fun because you know it was my first time, and we like to like give each other a hard time. But they also helped me through it. So if I ran into a spot where I got a little flustered or something, they're like, "Hey, just take a minute. Um, do you are you sure you want to do that? Or hey, maybe you need should have a this kind of check." I'm like. Gotcha. And I'm taking notes and my, my journal and everything. So uh, it was awesome. It was good to have those kind of people around as well. <laughs> Even though they probably yeah, yeah. didn't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can kind of, I mean, depending on y- your personality, you can sort of test people and push people. So yeah, it depends on like how intense the people you're playing with are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, we, we definitely had through, through that time where we'd have people join, you know, who would pop in for a game or two and we can tell they just didn't fit our, our vibe in a group. Yeah. We were too much of a, a rule stickler, like trying to call out rules to our DM. And it's like, Hey, DM, DM's choice. You know, they're, they're, they're God in this game. So. Well, and that's like what you're saying. There are different playing styles. So like, if that's how you want to play, you should play with other people who want to do that too, or else it won't be fun for anyone. So um, I think that makes a lot of sense, like finding people who are into the style that you're 
into. Yeah, because the the number one thing about D and D is it should be fun. If you're not having fun, you know, don't right. You're it's not a, a good group. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So if someone, so you got into it, like you knew about it from your dad playing, mm-hmm. and then did you did you listen to the like gaming? You said you got into it from Critical Role. That's yeah. like what got you back into it. That's a podcast, right? So it's it was a, a web series. But they also have it on oh, podcast form as okay. well. Um, so it was on Geek and Sundry. I think they've now kind of gone off on their own in their second campaign. Um, so it was, I mean, awesome. you didn't have to watch the videos, but sometimes it's fun because <laughs> people, you know, are wild hands and stuff. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to see facial uh, facial reactions as well. But they do have it on podcast on iTunes as well. I've heard of that a lot. So, like, if you are curious about how, like, what D&D is, I feel like a podcast is a fun way to basically be, like, a fly on the wall, but with people who are intentionally trying to make it for the audience. Like, Adventure Zone is like that, too, where it's meant to be entertaining and, like, for other people to listen to. So it's probably easier than just, like, sitting. I mean, you can just go watch a game, too, but... Podcasts like that are a nice way to get into it because you can like kind of start understanding like game mechanics and it's really helpful to have some type of idea in your head of how it works before you go in blind, I think. Yeah, and and, um, and podcasts are not the end all be all. Like you don't have to play like this, you know, in totally in role, they're much more role playing centric because they're all voice actors. And, right. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, Adventure Zone is a lot more, you know wild and crazy because their family and rules are mostly suggestions for them. It's a lot of, yeah, <laughs> them just messing with each other on purpose. Like yeah. totally. <laughs> I mean, it's not the end all be all, you know, you have like dice camera action that tries to keep a little more, um, a little more tighter or something like, um, bard bastic, which they're all, they're a band that they're all bards. So they always try to incorporate music into theirs. So, it's, Oh, wow. It's, you know, it's, it's all about how you want to play and, and those podcasts are not the end all be all of how, how you can play. That's very true. Like they are for entertainment factor. So remember that <laughs> like you don't have to play that's that's a very good point but they're but they're a great window into seeing how mechanics can work um because like you know i watched critical Role, i'm like i want to do this this looks like fun yeah so then the way you found it is because i've seen i've seen a couple different ways of getting into it so i like that you found a gaming shop that has like did they call it something special or is it just like D&D, like open D&D, or like how did you find... So I went to Wizards of the Coast website, and they have, you put okay. in your address, you put in your, like your zip code, and they'll show you local game shops um, in the area that participate in D&D and like magic and all that stuff. Oh, cool. Um, so that's what I did. I found the nearest one to me, Isle of Gamers in Santa Clara, California. <laughs> Shout out Awesome. Them. Yeah, I mean, if anyone <laughs> lives near there, that's clearly a great place to go. Um, and yeah, and they did Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I went Wednesdays because that was more the open uh, table sit down. At the time I went, it was more the open night and Tuesdays was more of the campaigns that kind of switched as, as the years went on because campaigns kind of became more of a Wednesday thing. Um, but people could just walk in. Um, and they could, they could be sat at a table, whoever had open, you know, it it wasn't just, you know, people in their twenties like me, it was, you know, there was young kids, there was older couples, there's been people who've been playing for decades. There's people who just showed up for the first time. Um, it was a good mix of not just dudes. There was a bunch of, of women as well. You know, my table was half women, uh, half guys. So 
you know, it, it was a good mix and it was, you know, felt like a very welcoming and open environment too. So, and have you ever heard of someone? Cause I have a, I have a group of friends that just did this, but I, I haven't really asked like how it went there. You can, if you are up for it, you can just like buy like an intro book mm-hmm. or like you can buy like a, an intro kit to play like in your in your own home with your own group too, right? Totally. Like there's like a way to do that. So they have like the, the D&D starter kit you can buy. That's what it is. Um, okay. So you can buy that and just start in your own home. But there's a lot of options for playing. Like I know there's some places that just don't have local groups or don't have that kind of open environment. So that's when you have things like um, – Roll twenty, which you can play online now, so you can just connect oh, with wow. anywhere, and everything's online. And you have your your dice algorithm online, so you have much. You can't really fudge your numbers, right? <laughs> right. You can create maps that way, and in general, just connect with anybody all over the world to play D anD. d That's so cool. And then there are other websites too. Like, um, is it D anD D and Beyond that you can like build a character sheet like in the site yeah. and. So okay. D&D Beyond um, launched, I think, like two years ago. Maybe it was last year, but it's really built in sense. So you can actually build out your character sheet from there, and you can use that to play. Um, and actually, they, they show this on Critical Role because um, they kind of have a co-sponsor thing going. Um, and you can actually keep track of your character sheet and everything from there. Um, it has a great resources that it's in not just the player handbook, but in all the mods that are out there. So you have, like... Um, Volo's Guide to Monsters and Mordekadens and all of that's already on there. And there are some things that's that you, so have, nice. you have to buy, obviously, but um, it's a great resource for finding everything, you know, from magic items and armor to um, how you can build a character in races. Yeah, and like you can, because a lot of us were new players, we, you can like look up what your, like, what your character, like, what they can do and be reminded about their spells and how things work. Like it's really nice to have all of that in a website that's searchable, which is great. Totally. And it's, I mean, it's not easier than, you know, if you don't want to cart around a ton of books, especially because I mean, I've got my, my D and D bag. Um, and it's, it's bulging (laughs) from just to carry. Cause I mean, I have, I keep, uh, I keep my player handbook and my, my Volo's guide. I have a, a whole binder that's of all my different character sheets in there as well. Plus my, um, I keep a notebook where I like to record things that happen or funny things my my uh, friend said during a game. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, so awesome. and of course, the snacks. I always kept snacks in there. They called it my bug out bag. So smart. That is very smart. Do you um? Did you do you ever make little figures for your characters? Yeah. So I um, <clears throat> I used um, oh, what is it called? Is it Hero Forge? Hero Forge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I used. So it's awesome i loved it so like i had i had one i have a couple for different characters but i had one for my main rogue and then when we got to towards the end of our last game i got one of the metal ones made as as so that's the really cool thing about hero forge you can well first of all you can go and just like build characters and not get them actually made and you can just do that forever just like piece together cool people (laughs) um cool figures but then when you go to buy them, there are different options of like like cheaper plastic, more expensive plastic. You can get like bronze and like different metals. It's awesome. It's pretty great. I mean, it's all like customizable. You can even like put, you know, if you want to customize the base to have have it say something. So when I got my, my metal one on the bottom, it says the Inhumans. 
That's so cool. And then you can paint them if you get really into it. We had like a painting day and I'll painted ours, which was awesome. I, yeah, mine, mine are unpainted just because I don't trust myself. To- <laughs> I mean, it was very stressful. I was like, cool, I could just ruin this <laughs> I could never want to look at this again, depending on how this goes. <laughs> I mean, it's great. So, I mean, we have Hero Fortic that we can do this most customizable, but any game shop will carry, you know, more generic ones as well. And not, not just like different characters. Oh, that's like, cool. You can get different uh, things to place on your boards, so, like little plants, or I mean, I had. Um, I think a wolf or something like that. So you get different little things to put on your, on your board as well or animal companions and whatnot. Oh, that's so awesome. I didn't know that I'm learning so much because I'm like such a newbie. I'm such a newbie to all of this, but that's what's cool. You can play at any level. I mean, I guess it's like a video game. Like you can play barely knowing what you're doing, which is what I do. Or you can be like an expert and play so much for gears and, it's the same game and it's so fun. Yeah. And I mean, in my experience, everyone I've met playing D&D has been super helpful and wanting to get more people playing. So they're very open to taking the time and sitting with you and explaining through how things work. Um, so you're not just kind of left with like, okay, I have these dice. What do I do? Um, there's, you know, there's always going to be somebody there to help you. It's, you know, and, and this is just my experience. I can't speak to everybody's, of course, but um, the D&D community has been very welcoming to me and my friends. Awesome. I love hearing that because it is. There's nothing that's more of a bummer than like something that's really cool that all the people in it are not yeah. <laughs> super cool. So I same thing. I mean, I'm positive that it's not like that everywhere. But I same thing. I've had great experiences, which is awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure there there are people out there who are still into like this is my thing. You know, I don't want new people or you know yeah. don't, like, don't like the fact women play. But you know, the the reality is there are more women playing D&D now than ever before. And there's always been women playing D&D, but even more so now. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So if you are listening to this and you're like, I super want to play, you can, I mean, I think going to your local gaming shop, if you have one, is a great idea. Uh, You can, you can ask me questions. I am not an expert, but uh, are you up for people like finding you online and asking D&D questions? Totally. I love talking about D&D. So you can find me on Twitter. It's um, Kat Liger. It's K-A-T-L-I-G-E-R. I'll talk about D&D all day, every day. Um, That's yeah, awesome. Come, come find me if you're having problems, you know, finding a local group. I can at least, you know, help give you resources to at least point you in the right direction to finding people. Or, you know, Roll20 is a great resource if there isn't one near you. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for chatting. I like just want to go play more now. <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> this has been the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I love talking about D&D. And I, I mean, like I said, I haven't got to play. Uh, recently just because of the move and baby on the way but you know uh rest assured my kids after that you can get back into it (laughs) once once my son's born i'm gonna get back into it he's probably gonna like be born rolling a d20 or something (laughs) there are like so many cute like baby outfits that have like dice and stuff on them now like you can really that's gonna be awesome (laughs) so i'm gonna hopefully he'll be the third generation in the family to play I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and hanging out today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope all of you go play D&D now because it's so much fun. Um, And if you want to hear more episodes like this, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast. You can leave us a rating or a review. That would be really helpful to us or check out our Patreon if you want to support 
um, and help us keep the show going. But have an awesome week. Stay nerdy, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.